Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, what's wrong with the Warriors? The defending champs are towards the bottom of the standings to start the season. Could this be a sign of things to come? Probably not. But plus, Zion Williamson and LeBron James play across the street tonight. But Zion's comparison to another Laker legend is getting all the talk. Also, it's been just over 24 hours since Steve Nash and the Nets parted ways. They played last night, and let's just say it wasn't pretty. This right here is the most dysfunctional team I've ever seen. It is time to blow everything up. I'm Richard Jefferson in from Malika Andrews. And one thing I can guarantee you is that we're going to have some high energy on the show because you know what? That's what this show needs. And look, I've been joined <laughs> by a few people. Mr. Vince Carter. Go on, Where's my guy Big Perk at? Oh, he's, oh, he doesn't even want to show up. This guy doesn't even work. But first, we got to talk about the highlights from last night. Let's get to the Brooklyn Nets. They're 2-6 and six this season, and it's just not been pretty so far. Jock Vaughn taking over as the interim head coach for right now. And look, Nets hosting Bulls. It just, it just couldn't get going for Kyrie. Kyrie had one of his, let's just say, worst performances as a net. Struggled through the first three quarters. Zero points, 0 for 7 from the field. Now, as a person that played with Kyrie for two years, that's one of the worst you know, performances I've seen from him. And Kevin Durant doing what Kevin Durant does. Steps in, does that little left-hang dribble three. RJ, he's going to have to be the guy, the catalyst, to kind of lead them over the hump until further notice. Yeah, further notice means every single day that's what's <laughs> going to happen with him. And they look again. They were, look. This game was Nets up by six against the Bulls. You can't stop what Kevin Durant does. And look, he was doing his thing through three quarters. He carried them eight for 13, 30 points. Now we're going to jump to the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. This guy here. This guy. Zach Levine. I know a lot of people were worried because he didn't start the season, wasn't healthy, but just needed a couple more days of rest. He is looking good so far. This man, right-hand dribble. We know his in-between game is elite. Zach Levine trying to get to another all-star game this year. But the Bulls got some work to do. But look at the deep three. But he can do that too now. Oh, he can do it right now. 100% Bulls win by nine. And, and when you look at Kyrie Irving's numbers last night, four points, his worst as a net, 17%. Now, look, Kyrie just had 30 points two games ago. So we know that the guy can score, but this was one of his uh, probably bigger disappointing uh, performances, especially considering every single that's been going on. So now Big Perk wants to show up. Where's Big Fella? How's my Big Fella doing? Okay. Would, would you stop with all the big fella and big perk and all this, man? I'm losing weight. I ain't don't start today. Don't okay, start so okay, new. so my little guy perk here, right? <laughs> my little guy perk. What do you think is wrong with the Nets? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, 
Kyrie Irving is what's wrong with the Nets. And let me explain why. One, let's stop connecting KD and Kyrie Irving together. I think Kevin Durant has shown us that he don't want to be this Michael Jordan type leader that's going to get in your face. Kevin Durant is a guy that just want to show up and play the game of basketball and let his uh, game do the talking. But when you look at Kyrie Irving, this is education for all the young athletes. If you don't have a clear mind and if you have other situations that are going on outside the line, those things could come and affect your game, which can affect the team and can affect the win and loss column. Right now, the thing what I saw out of Kyrie Irving last night was that he wasn't there. He wasn't engaged. He didn't really want to play the game last night. Now, is it because everything that's happening for us with his statements and his social media and things to that nature? Maybe. But at the end of the day, I agree with Vince Carter just said. Kevin Durant is going to have to be that guy that continues to elevate his game to get them through whatever they're going through right now until they decide how they want to move forward in this franchise. Wow, no, that's fair. Now, Vince, 22 years. Mm -hmm. You were in every locker like room possible. Give us what's going on in that locker room. How can this be salvaged? How can this be fixed? If you were a vet in this locker room and you got traded there today, what would you say to them? As a vet, you're going to use your voice and you're going to have all the isms and everything you can possibly give to your team. Mm -hmm. But... It doesn't matter because you have Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant has to lead. Like, like Perk said, he might not lead with his voice, but he can lead by example, whether he's showing up into the locker room, the practice or whatever, and set an example, going hard, getting after guys and say, hey, yeah, the old is gone. This is the new. This is our approach. And, you know, it doesn't have to be with his voice. Like I said, remember that. But the way you approach the game, the way you approach practice from this day forward means something because me, the veteran, can say whatever and it's going to sound like rah, rah, rah until we look at KD, the superstar, and he changes the ways and he actually moves this franchise forward. No, it, it is going to be. There, there is a, a, a lot of things, a lot of things. This is not just their poor play, their summer, their last couple of seasons. It seems like this thing doesn't stop. But after we were off the air yesterday, uh, the GM, Sean Marks, and KD addressed Steve Nash being out in Brooklyn. To be quite frank, the team was, uh, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. You know, we, we have, we've fallen. Um, from our goals, of meeting our goals, and it was, it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. Let's be real, we're pros, we're veterans, you know, we had a tough start. It was a rocky year last year, rocky summer. Uh, we knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is in the league, you know, so, uh, you know, I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a a roller coaster the last few years, but you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So, regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, you still got to come to work. So, I enjoy coming to work with Steve. All right, we are now joined by the brains of this operation, Woj and Ramona Shelburne. Look, Adrian, I want to get to the coaching search in a moment, but peel back. To, you peel back the curtain just a little bit. How do we get eight games into the season and Brooklyn is already looking for a head coach? Yeah, Richard, I, I think Steve Nash was just a coach who could ill afford the kind of start the Nets had. And I think so much a part of that and how poor they've been defensively, which has certainly I think, led to their unraveling, led to this 2-6 and six record, uh, has been the play and non-play of Ben Simmons. He's been out the last two games with a sore knee. 
but just how ineffective he was early on. And I think what's going to be important, whether it was Steve Nash or Ime Udoka moving forward uh, when he uh, finally is hired as a Nets coach, is to put around Ben Simmons, I think, support, uh, puts, try to help, help him get some belief back. Because this team, and I think especially on the defensive end, they're not going to achieve anywhere near what they hope to without him getting without getting him to play at a higher level. And I think that's going to be part of the Nets, I think the leadership in the locker room, Kevin Durant, starting with him. And then Udoka, who did coach Ben Simmons in Philadelphia as an assistant, has mm-hmm. some history with him. But I think so much of the unraveling of this team uh, has been built around the fact that they don't have Ben Simmons back at a functionable, functionable level uh, yet this season. No, that, that makes sense. Ben Simmons has taken an entire year off, so there is an there is a idea that he should build up, but they still need more from him. Now, Ramona, I want to ask you, when you look at the Nets problem, how much of this is a Kyrie problem and a distraction, or is this a team problem? So all we've heard the, the past year with the Nets is they want to reset their culture. The Nets had one of the best cultures in the NBA before they went and got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in free agency a couple years ago. And you can go back and look at how this has been dismantled culturally since those two players have arrived. Now, how much of this is on Kevin Durant? How much of this is on Kyrie Irving? Perk had a good comment earlier in the sense that Kevin Durant is not the type of player who wants to get in somebody's face. He doesn't lead in that way. He wants somebody else to take that role of holding a player like Kyrie Irving accountable for both his play on the court and his behavior off the court. They have not had that person do that with Kyrie in the past few years. And right in the last the last week since the controversy over the anti-Semitic film that he put out on Twitter, um, Joseph Tsai has engaged the Anti-Defamation League. They've had conversations with his with his his camp and, and discussing the situation. But he has not addressed it since the press conference where he doubled down on his promotion of that film. And until he does, until there is some level of clarity of where he stands on this, and no one in that locker room knows how to behave until it knows how to act with him and can move forward until he addresses it or until somebody addresses it with him. Well, and I spoke to, to some people at the Nets, and they were saying that the last couple of days he's pretty much hasn't spoken to the media yeah. because he's been using this time to research and communicate with different people to see everything that's been going on. So hopefully, you know, well, that that's where he's been taking. And that time. and that is and that's a good point, Richard, where, you know, there is a, a conversation about education, about dialogue, about talking to someone rather than canceling somebody. But can you do that under the white hot microscope of the New York media market, of the NBA market here, where the Nets are in the spotlight? Can you do that in this time frame while you're having games? There's been two two games in the last couple of days. It's it's very hard to do with as much pressure that is on them right now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's why I think there's a lot of calls when you heard last night during the game of is it better for him to be with the team right now or without them? All right. Well, Woj, yesterday uh, the Nets were expected to hire Ime Udoka uh, as soon as today. Where do they stand on that potential hiring? Uh, Richard, the, the Nets, that, that process remains ongoing. The Nets I think, working to finalize a deal with Ime Udoka, whether that happens today uh, even tomorrow, if there's still things to be worked out. Uh, but I think Brooklyn has spent time uh, vetting the circumstance in Boston, trying to fully understand exactly what was behind the suspension um, and the details of that independent report uh, that the Celtics commissioned 
that you know we reported on at the end of September. I think two key elements in there that led to Udoka's suspension and essentially ouster as coach was the, the improper relationship with a subordinate. And then what led up to um, that taking place, I think what was described as crude language, especially from uh, a superior to a subordinate. And that's what really uh, were the main elements of that. Brooklyn has history with Ime Adoka. Certainly he was an assistant coach with Steve Nash. Uh, he coached Ben Simmons for a year in Philadelphia. And then Sean Marks, not only was he with him here in Brooklyn, but they go back uh, several years in San Antonio and work closely together there. So there is a familiarity with him. But there's no question there's risk involved in this. And certainly uh, this is an organization, I think if there was any other candidate out there that they thought really could impact this team, they probably lean toward that candidate, get, just given all of the turmoil, the controversy that's existed here. It tells you how strongly they feel that Ime Adoka, uh, if there's a coach out there that's available, that fits what they need, it's him, accountability, defense, leadership, presence, and, and certainly um, the, that's why they have gravitated toward him as their next head coach. Yeah, Ime Adoka led the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals last year in his first year as head coach. Thank you, Woj. Still to come, the Warriors are struggling early while the Suns are rolling, and Vince breaks down what's going on with our guy Ant Edwards and the Wolves. Plus, speaking of the West, Zion and LeBron play tonight. We dive into huge numbers that they have put up against each other in the past, and Zach Lowe tells us why the Cavaliers are ready to win now as they face the Celtics on ESPN tonight. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today is just getting started. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I love the game. And I don't do it for any other reason. I'm so passionate. That's what you're going to get inside the line. Me at my finest, me at my purest. All right, 
right, Jimmy Butler does not lack for confidence following Miami's slow start. He told The Athletic, we're still going to win the championship, and I don't care what nobody says. Count us out. We're going to win the blanking championship. I like my job, so I'm not going to say that. I'm telling you, don't give a damn that we started 2-5. and Y'all will be looking back at this and be like, oh, man, they started 2-5, and and they ended the 7 blanking 77-5. and Wow. Wow. All right, Butler and the Heat hosted the reigning champs last night. And look, all I'm going to say is this. Steph Curry, you got to guard him out there. He needs to be guarded that far out. It is so impressive what this man is able to do day in and day out. Then here, just, oh, okay, now he's getting sexy. He's feeling good. Trickery. Up by seven, now up by nine. Up by ten, excuse me, that was a three. Well, I ain't seen this from Steph. Okay, Steph. Wiggins getting deep in the corner. You never threw me a pass like that, Vince. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, you did. Straight I'm forward. lying. You threw me some passes like that. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump to the fourth quarter because that's where things get interesting. Tie game. Five minutes to go. Uh-oh. Clay misses it. Gets back out to Steph. He's already gone. He was already running back up the court. He knew what was happening. Both Splash Brothers don't miss on the same play. That is a, that is a true thing. It's not an urban oh, legend. But Jimmy Butler. Big boy move. Yes. That's what he likes to do. He only wants to play big, big boy basketball. Top of the key. Mm. Going left. Step back. Pump fake. That is tough. Against Clay tough. Thompson, too. Little ball fake. Got you up in the air. That's a tough make right there. That's a tough make. Yeah, that's tough. Right now. Warriors, Warriors struggling a little bit. I mean, uh, a move that I do, both of them. Damn near every day upstairs, one-on-one. Shout out to UD for always being up there and hooping with me. You know, a little side step, step through. I mean, it's, um, it's something that I do work on, actually, and we got to use it today. You know, we played, uh, I think, a really solid three quarters uh, of two-way basketball. And then uh, a lot of mistakes in the fourth. So uh, every team is different. You know, this is not um, last year's team. This is not the team from 2015 or 17 or 18. It's a, it's a new team. So we just have to find our way. Now you have to understand the Warriors through eight games. They are struggling. Last year, they were 7-1. Look at that PG differential. That means that they were whooping people's tails if you're winning <laughs> by 13 points a game. And it's just, look, this is the first time that this group has been defending champions. That is a different monster. When you go in there, I don't want to say underdogs, but when you know that people are coming at you, they haven't, had, they haven't been the defending champions for a few years. Right. It's taken them a second. But, Vince, what do you have for us? But we're going to look at some defensive struggles, communications, and obviously you're going to see some breakdowns. You see here, Clay got caught peeking right here, got caught peeking. So when you, got, you get caught peeking, you put your big man in a position where he's out of position. They're both trying to get in front of the ball. You're going to need a tag from your guard, but he's guarding a shooter. So guess what? Lobs. No, city. no, that's and what you do. That's why Bam you put able to go over get there. It. Yeah, that, absolutely. It's a well-constructed play. But you can't get beat here. Here's another one. Iso ball here. Clay's looking for the screen, looking for the screen. So he's looking right. Steph now is on the right. So he's he's saying, okay, they're on your right. They flip the screen. Now Steph is out of position. Great defense, ball fake, but when a score is rolling. Sometimes great defense is not good enough to stop great offense. Well, you're right. They're not trusting their instincts. When you're looking left and right yeah. and you're not you hearing hear the, the calls mm -hmm. and then people are switching screens, it is very, very difficult, in my opinion, to do that. Because that's the play that Steph and Clay they run that all the time. That little slide, slip, and screen, it does cause a lot of confusion. So it was interesting to watch Miami do that late in game. Now, we're going to take a little look at the standings out west because 
<laughs> look, Warriors, look, it, it's a little surprising. Look, there's not a surprise. Look, the Suns, number one. Then it gets a little weird. You got the Blazers, Jazz, and Spurs. Did nobody tell them about <laughs> Webb and Yama? Do they not have that <laughs> What is going on? Then it's you early, get the Pelicans. You get yeah. the Nuggets. You get, look, there is just so much. But look, I want to get to the team up top, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, look, they took care of Minnesota Timberwolves last night, winning 116-107, to 107, moving to 6-1 and one on the year. Now, Cam Johnson, the man that was the sixth man and now is starting, and that's let Jay Crowder out. He led the way with 29 points, including making seven threes. Anthony Edwards and Cat both put up 24 points in the loss. But Edwards was asked about a surprising stat after the game. Check it out. I also noticed that you haven't been accredited with a single dunk yet this year. And so how much of that is maybe fatigue or spacing, or is it just a coincidence that you haven't had a single dunk yet this year? I mean, you watch the games. Every time I can get to the rim, I, I have no chance to dunk. Everybody is in the paint. I got to figure out how to lay the ball up. I mean, I I'm, I'm all 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I mean, I can't just jump over everybody, man. I ain't tall as young. So uh, everybody be asking me to dunk the ball like it's just – all peaches and cream. I mean, I gotta, I gotta get a good lane and dunk the ball every time I drive. It's five people, so I mean, for me, finishing the layups is pretty tough. I would say. Come on, Ant. Ant, come on, dog. Hey, but really, what, what finishing layups were tough for you because you were a dunker too, right? I was a dunk, but no, no, no. But this is my, this is my issue, right? Ant, <laughs> Ant, you are one of the most athletic human beings that I have seen. You've had some of the best dunks that we have seen since you entered into this league. To say that, because I know there's some other guys that got some big men in the paint. You know, let's say like a guy like Donovan Mitchell. He's dunking quite a, quite a bit. Uh, he's he a little guy, too. I, I would say John Morant. You know, he plays with he plays with some big guys out there, too. So, this is this. let's not start throwing those shots. Now, Vince, you made a living at the rim. Are you buying, are you buying this? Are you buying this at all? 126 dunks in your first two seasons. Are you buying this from I'm him? I'm not buying it. I, I think he's, he's athletic enough. We, we looked at two of those plays, and – I felt like he could have dunked him, and I saw your face just like you saw mine. But I, I think for him, it, you have to give your big a bone early. Just set it up. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the old days, you got to set it up. You see here in the pick and roll, you have your big out there waiting for it. He's calling for it. Now he's like, get out, Don't get, get out. Him out. He's trying to get some space. All right, there's no big there. Now you see the problem with Gobert posting yeah. up yep. in the center of the paint. So that, that, that's... Now he has to settle for the jump shot, which he's very capable of hitting, but it seems like his mind... But if you bring him up for the screen, now the big is not in it, the paint. Correct, and that's my point. You need to use the screen here. You have... There's the opportunity here to beat your big. There's nobody but a guard on the backside. You can be athletic, but he's not beating his initial guy. Mm -hmm. With the dribble, turnover, and there you have it. Yeah, but, but again... And here's one more, though. Let me show you this one here. Here's an opportunity now. They're going to take the baseball. So now, be, being that the, the star player, the go-to scorer mm -hmm. against good defense, what do good, good defense say? They're trying to keep the ball out of the paint. So he's going to have to figure out how to play and get to the basket to be the player that he is with the new style of defense with a big in the paint like the old days. Yeah. Perk, speaking of old days, you used to play a double big. You, KG, like... Is it the big's fault if, if the lane is a little clogged? How can he help direct a guy like Rudy well, Gobert well, Cat? I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I don't care how many dunks Anthony Edwards have. I don't give a damn about that, right? Let's address the elephant in the room. Over the last couple of weeks, Cats and Anthony Edwards been throwing shots, whether it's at each other or whether it's at the coaching or whether it's at the system. And those two got to get on the same page. Right now, if I'm on, I'm on the outside looking in, 
my first my first thing comes to my mind is that they don't really fool with each other outside the lines because they don't address problems internally. If Anthony Edwards had, first of all, it wasn't even a question about whether the paint is crowded or whatever the case may be. How about shooting the gap and getting some steals and getting out on the fast breaks? Mm -hmm. You had a couple of chances to get a couple of alley-hoop dunks. But I think there's something bigger here. And I don't want to just start throwing up or making up narratives, but just hearing these two young fellas come up here to the, after the postgame and speak about each other and speak about the system and keep making excuses, right? No, what, no accountability whatsoever. And then the last thing, this is why vets matter in the locker room. Mm -hmm. This is why a guy like Patrick Beverly was so valuable to the Minnesota Timberwolves so that he could police this whole situation. A coach could only do so much. That's why you have a guy like Udonis Haslam that's still on the Miami Heat. Uh, bench being an extension of Eric exposure. You need a guy that's going to be a voice. You need a guy that's going to hold your superstars accountable. I used to be that guy. I didn't give a damn. But you need a guy like that. But those two got to get on the same page. And I'm talking about Cats and I'm talking about Anthony Edwards. It's too much nonsense after the post game that both of them are talking about when it comes to throwing each other under the bus. I know what you're saying and, and I agree that there is a clunky fit right now and a lot of that clunkiness is just space. So when you ask Anthony Edwards about dunking, it's not so much that he's not dunking, it's that he doesn't feel like he has space, that he can be himself. By the way, to my friend Vince Carter, you, you're a lot more than a dunker, okay? You, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, I appreciate okay. That. Uh, but they, they need somebody who can organize that offense where it's not just <laughs> to where it's not just, okay, drive in, see if the big's in the way. You have to you have to as Vince said, you have to get the, them involved early. They can create space through cutting. I think somebody like Kyle Anderson can be that role that you're talking about, Perk. That's a that's an organizing a player who can organize that offense a little bit better. But the, the problem is not the two bigs. I mean, Carl Anthony Town leads the leads the team in assists to Rudy Gobert. Those two can know how to play together. It's the two guards that need to learn how to play with the two bigs, and that just takes time. Look, when you make the postseason, when you continue to grow as a player, the way that teams focus in on you and start building their defense to stop you, mm -hmm. it starts to change. And so you have to learn. And I'm fully a big fan of Ant. I think he will learn. Like that play we saw where he brought Rudy Gobert up, then told him to go down. It's like now the lane is going to be clogged. Yeah. That's why you bring the big up yep. so you get can run switch. a pick and roll. Right. You can either get the switch or then you can split the pick and roll and then now the paint the paint is a lot more open. These are things that that young star mm -hmm. is going to learn. Speaking of young stars, he's going to be our on our air. Tip off your weekend <laughs> with our next NBA Friday doubleheader. Jason Tatum and Celtics host DeMar DeRozan the Bulls at 7.30 Eastern. Then Giannis and the undefeated Bucks take on Carl Anthony Towns and those Timberwolves we were just talking about. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern and on the app. Coming up on NBA Today, LeBron and Zion are set to play for the fourth time ever tonight. Andrew Lopez has the latest on what to expect from Zion. Plus, Trey Young is no stranger to Madison Square Garden, and I'm sure the Knicks will welcome him oh. with open arms. <laughs> we live his unforgettable moments from the playoff series, and we have the Shoulder latest tech. on Kawhi's knee injury and the concern level for the Clippers if he misses significant time. NBA Today will be back after this.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I think the comparison thing will never stop. Me and Zion and Zion to me. I think it's great. I think it's great for the game. Free trade coming straight down here. I used to watch him all the time. He's an incredible player to watch. Zion Moore for four! He had a special man, and they got a good one in him. LeBron is delivering. Welcome to the NBA! Let's now welcome in ESPN Pelicans reporter Andrew Lopez. Thank you for joining us, hey, big guy. Thank you for joining you. us. Look, obviously the hype over LeBron versus Zion matchup is, ma- is, is massive. That's what everyone's talking about, especially here in L.A. What do you see with another matchup against LeBron coming for this Pelicans team? It, it's a team that's ready. They, they've been in L.A. for five, six days now. They were able to kind of get some rest in. They got some. Oh, they, no, tell they, us the okay. truth. Tell us the they, truth. They played the Clippers at Sunday at 12. Okay. They got in Friday night. So you get Friday night. Saturday you're doing your, your thing. Uh-huh. You play the Clippers on Sunday. You get Sunday, Monday. To all, Monday was an off day. Now you have Tuesday to, to, to get back to practice. You had a long shoot around today. I think the team is going to be ready to play tonight, Zion especially. Yeah, I'm glad things haven't changed in the NBA because it's like <laughs> every NBA person does the math in your head. So look, we're going to be there three days. We get our party. We get our fun. You get your dinner in. Then we get our practice in. So you think that this Pelicans team that's playing 100%. well is locked in and ready? 100%. At shoot around this morning, they were talking about just how much they are ready for this game. And I think this Pelicans team wants to always show out against the Lakers because of the AD trade, because of everything that happened. Now, yes, you don't have Brandon Ingram tonight. You don't have anybody else who was actually in that trade. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy right here likes to show out when the, when the, when the lights are bright and the lights are going to be bright tonight. Oh, yeah. Look, entering, in, entering this year, only one player besides Shaq has scored 20 points per game over the last 25 seasons. And that was Zion back in two, uh, 2021. So Zion is playing tonight in a building that has a statue of Shaq outside of it. Like, what Zion do you think we will see tonight? Do we are we going to see the 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 Shaq esque Zion, or are we going to see that like point forward Zion? I think you're going to see both. Here's what happened. Let's go back to the Clippers game on Sunday. Mm. Zion was playing in his 89th career game. It was his 69th career game where he had 20 points and shot 50% from the field. In his first 100 games, Shaq only had 65 of those. He had the most all-time before Zion decided he was going to break that record. Also, he had seven assists because Willie Green realized in that matchup against the Clippers how they were defending Z. 
okay, let's put the ball in his hands at the top of the key and let him turn back into a playmaker, which we've seen him do. Seven assists on Sunday. If it calls for it, he'll be point Zion. If not, we'll see Shaq Zion down in the paint. Okay, so I have one last question. How excited are the Pelican fans about this pick swap with the <laughs> My favorite thing on Twitter right now is anytime any Lakers fan mentions Oh, okay, we'll just get Wimbenyama. Mm-hmm. It's a, like 80 Pelicans fans will go attack him. No, no, no. Pick swap. He's coming to us He's if that happens. Us. Hey, well, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to that game. <laughs> but I want to know about uh, my guy, Russ. He had some outstanding sound last night that I think that you guys need to hear. So, listen up. Just being up, be in position, in the right position. When I'm in the right position to be able to um, help my teammates and, and make them better, um, it's beneficial for everybody, in my opinion. Um, and my job is to find ways to keep making a team better, whatever that is needed at that night, whether it's assistance, scoring, rebounding, defending. Um, I'm a person that prides myself on doing everything um, each and every night, and I want to be able to have that trickle-down effect on the guys that I'm on the floor with. All right, we're back here at the desk with Ramona. Vince and still remotely perk, thank God. So, Vince, I want to come to you first. Uh, what was your, you know, when you listen to that sound as we get the delayed laugh from our big guy perk, from little guy, for our little, our little, little fellow perk, little perk. Little. So, uh, what, what was kind of like your feel when you hear that sound from the former MVP on the buy-in coming off the bench? To me, that's the most important thing to this, for them to have some success is the buy-in of Russ. And what I mean by that is if he buys in, you, you can potentially get the best version of Russell Westbrook, meaning downhill, just aggressive. Like he said, he likes to make guys better, and you didn't see that. You know, he said he, he enjoys playing, but I didn't see the joy uh, in Russ playing basketball between the lines. And you're starting to see it again. You're starting to see his, his aggressiveness. You see him have fun right there with the fans, and that's what we didn't see. And, and, and I said before, if he wanted to have success and continue to play in this league, he had to figure out how to be Russ in a new role. And I think we're starting to see him figure that out and buy in to that. Well, I mean, you know, when you have Russell Westbrook in this role, well, I think some very important things were happening. Russell Westbrook said what he said, but also LeBron James backed him up. Darvin Ham backed him up. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis backed him up. They were genuinely happy for Russ after that game. And if he was not, if they weren't still on board with him and he wasn't still on board with them, you would not have heard those kind of comments after the game. Well, Perk, we want to hear from you. If, what, bro, what are you? We're on TV, bro. We want, what, what was your thoughts of your former teammate? Man, first of all, man, my <laughs> mic had, was sliding off, man. I had to get it because it was getting caught up in my knee brace. That's the first thing. Leave me alone. Listen, here's the thing about Russ, right? I'm so happy. I'm so happy that he's finally embracing his role. But look, this is just one or two games, okay? One game, I believe it is. Here's the thing. He's going to have to show us time and time again is he's going to be willing to accept it when things are not going well for him. Because as we all know, you're not going to shoot well every night. You're not going to play well every night. And what happens when Darvin Ham don't play you extended minutes because you're not being the rust that we seen last game? Is you still go accept it? Is you still going to be up? Is you going to still be clapping and cheering for your teammates? That's the energy that I want to see out of Russ to let me know that he's fully bought in. We already know what Russ is capable of doing on the off night. But again, accepting that lesser role 
comes with just more than just playing one game. I have to see it for an extended period of time, and I have to see it when things are not going well for him, but, uh, but it's going well for the team. Uh, no, that's great. And I think Darvin Ham, to me, said it best when he goes, it's about who's on the court at the end of the game. And I think that's where Russ found himself that first time coming off the bench. But coming up next, the Cavs took it to the Celtics in their matchup last week. Can they replicate another historic performance? Zach Lowe has more on that. NBA Today will be right back after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I definitely know the history of players coming in here being hated. I, I take that as a, as a compliment. I mean, obviously I'm doing something right if you, you hate me this much. Trey Young on the floater puts it in! I mean, it, it got real quiet at the end. And uh, for me, uh, I wanted to hear those FU chants again. Young fires from way downtown and takes him out. I know it's a bunch of shows around this city, and I know what, what they do when the show is over. Look, all I'm gonna say is uh, Trey is back in the garden tonight. And, and look, the I'm villain gonna say is this. back. He's gonna get a lot of one finger salutes. I think we know that. And Vince, look, the most points I ever scored on the road was was at MSG. You dropped 40 in the garden. You know, you said it was your favorite arena to play in. What about your former teammate Trey Young? Why why do you think he loves the garden and this energy about it? It's the energy, and, yeah. and Trey has been the villain since high school. Everywhere he would go, you know, Trey, you suck, this, that, and the fourth, and he's kind of just relished it and lived in the moment, and he's going to continue to do that. It's just what he enjoys. He's comfortable in his skin, and he's been proven or trying to prove that he's supposed to be here, and what better stage and place than the garden and – Sorry, guys. It's going to be another one. I actually think they kind of like it, too. I love it. They I like a good it. villain yeah. in New York, yeah. too. Yeah, the NBA is about being – the NBA and the yep. MSG is about being a villain. Speaking of villains, we're going to go coast to coast because we got a ton of games tonight, starting with a matchup between the present and the future. Giannis has scored 30 points in five straight games facing Cade Cunningham, my guy, who has posted 25-5 and five in four straight. Ramona, I want to know, who will, be, who will we be talking about? Talking about after this game. Well, if Cade does that against Giannis, we'll be talking about Cade. Okay. Okay. Giannis, we kind of take him for granted. He just does it every night. Because he's bold. Yeah, Cade is starting to get his energy flowing. He's starting to see who and why he was a number one pick. And then Luka Doncic has scored the most points through 16 games since Michael Jordan in 86-87. And tonight he leads the Mavs against a surprising 6-2 Jazz. Now Vince. Who has been more impressive this season? Luca, the individual, or Utah, the team? 
Whoa. Uh, I take surprising, I'm going to say Utah, but Luka has been killing it right now. Look out. Top two clutch performers in the league, Jordan Clarkson, Luka Doncic. Let's go. And tonight on ESPN, the Blazers host Ja and the Grizzlies. Portland's off to a 5-1 and one start. Memphis is 4-3 and three due to some defense. But look, you know, their defense is struggling a little bit. Vince, I want to know this. Who has a better tech, who has a better chance of making a playoff run this season? Man, you can't you can't Woo, that's a tough one. Ah. I'm gonna say the Grizzlies. You can't you can't knock the Grizzlies, man. These guys are confident. They believe that they can beat anybody at any time in the league. They're led by Ja Morant, who is one of the most confident superstars in the league today. I say the Grizzlies. Okay. Oh, the Grizzlies, that's fair. They did all right. Look, our first game on our air tonight is a showdown between two of the top three teams out east, the Cavs and the Celtics. In our first installment of the Low Down series, Zach Lowe will break down what he is looking for for tonight's matchup in the 2-1-6. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were supposed to be the reason the new-look Cleveland Cavaliers wouldn't be ready to win at the highest levels. The Cavs with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and Karis LeVert were talented, but they were too small on the perimeter, too weak on defense. Tatum and Brown would hunt them down, shoot over them, power through them. To see and make a steal, back to Brown. Brown and Tatum combined for 64 points on 22 of 41 shooting when Cleveland and Boston played last week. Garland didn't even play. And the Celtics lost. They lost because Mitchell and LaFert went bananas. 82 combined points, 41 each on 27 of 46 shooting. This is not your dad's Cleveland Cavalier basketball team. These guys are good. Mitchell has done more than rise to the occasion with Garland out. He's second in the league in minutes per game. He's averaging 32 points on red-hot shooting. He's danced and dunked all over the Celtics, culminating in an all-time poster dunk on poor Luke Cornett. Mitchell got Brown on the fly, but goes to the basket and buries Cornett! Oh my! Mitchell and LeVert trumped size with speed and creativity. They roasted Boston's big men on switches. They pulled up over soft pick-and-roll coverages. Even Tatum, Brown, and Marcus Smart, they made small mistakes of timing, positioning, miscommunication, and that's all it takes for Mitchell to explode. Mitchell left wing three. Good! Donovan Mitchell with a new season high. The Celtics played two big men together for much of that game, and that was a nod to the damage Evan Mobley and Jared Allen inflict on both ends. The Celtics are missing Robert Williams III, their starting center. Grant Williams, their Swiss Army knife on defense, missed that Cleveland game. The schemes and matchups tonight should be different. The Cavs haven't played the toughest schedule, but they're 5-1. They're in the top five in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Another emphatic win against Boston would amount to an announcement. We're better than you thought. We're not playing for 2024 or 2025. We're playing for now. There are a lot of all-stars in that matchup, and it starts Wednesday night. Doubleheader starts at, in Cleveland at 7.30 Eastern with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Celtics taking on Donovan Mitchell and them Cavs. Then the Blazers host Ja and the Grizzlies. Stephen A. will have his telecast. When do I get that invite on ESPN2 on coverage, ESPN and the app? Coming up on NBA Today, we have the latest on Kawhi's injury and our panel's concern level for the Clippers. If he's out for a while, maybe more NBA Today after this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Clippers' Kawhi Leonard remains out with stiffness in his surgically repaired right knee and will not travel with the L.A. Clippers for their upcoming road trip in Houston and San Antonio. The forward set out his fourth straight game on Monday night and will miss six straight contests by the time the Clippers return on Saturday. T. Lou said Kawhi is, quote, frustrated. So a lot to break down here. So let's welcome in our ESPN Clippers reporter, Ohm. And I'm not even going to try and say your your last name, Ohm, because we have been <laughs> friends for 25 years and I have never gotten it right. Ohm used to cover me and Vince <laughs> when I was a rookie in uh, in New Jersey. So, look, there's a lot of concerned Clipper fans out there. What is the latest that you are hearing on his health and status moving forward? RJ, way to make this Asian feel super old. Um, by the way, uh, what's up, Vince? Uh, yeah, no, look, our, Kawhi is not here in Houston uh, with the team. He won't be here in Texas. He will miss six straight games. Ty Lue said he is frustrated. My understanding is that this is not a serious setback or a serious injury. The thing is that Kawhi Leonard said he doesn't play in any five-on-five, five, not even three-on-three three or two-on-two, two, during the 15 months that he was out rehabbing. He didn't play really uh, scrimmaging until he got into training camp. And so now that he's feeling a little stiffness in there, um, he wants to play, but the Clippers are erring on absolute side of caution here. They're being as careful as they can, and they just have the goal in mind of making sure that he's going to be okay come playoff time. And so really, I think that's what you say. I don't, I don't know when the next time we're going to see him because after this trip, they have one day off, and then they've got a back-to-back at home against Utah and Cleveland. One day off between that, and then they play the Lakers. This, their schedule is absolutely packed, RJ, and they don't have much practice time in between, and there's a lot of back-to-backs. So I would think that they're probably just going to keep him out until he's ready to come back. I would think that they're going to probably want to get him in one practice at least or get him in some sort of practice session to see how he feels before throwing them back, throwing him back out there. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Thank you, Om. And it should be a little bit concerning because he had a full season off and an entire offseason. So to start the season this way, that's got to be tough. But still to come on NBA Today, we do some early season power rankings. You won't want to miss Vince's top five. Or maybe you will. NBA Today back in 60 seconds. All right. The latest edition of ESPN.com's Power Rankings was released this morning. Take a look at the results. All right. We got the Bucks in the top spot. Suns number two. The Cavs. Oh, the 216 is number three. The Celtics number four. And the Trailblazers number five. Tell me. I look, and don't forget, we got notables. Warriors defending champions at 10, Nets at 23, and the Lakers at 26. I think those last two teams are a little Ooh, too high. A little too high. <laughs> Where should they be? Is there lower than 23 and 26? Wow. I feel like. <laughs>
No, I'm just saying. That's saying something. 23 and 26 for those teams. Are you? Do you feel like that list is is pretty accurate? So top and the bottom. When I used to do the rankings, I would bet on, I would rank them based on where I thought they would end up and who really is the best team. Mm. Credit to my colleagues who rank them based on how they've actually played so far this year. Okay. Yeah, that list is right. Okay. Vince? I like it. I like it. I mean, right now, I, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks are yeah. phenomenal, I think, as far as what uh, Portland Trailblazers are playing great basketball as well and everyone in between. I would I like say it. this. I would swap the Cavaliers over the Suns. I think the Cavaliers are the second best team. I think the two best teams thus far that have been most impressive, and I am a homer, kind of, because I played for Cavs, but I'm also from Phoenix. So either way, there's no winning for me there. But I just want to say thank you to everyone that showed up, did their job. Kind of perk. He did a little bit of a, uh, an okay job. Hey, boy, fix all of that stuff going on there, perk. We got you, my hey, guy, he Orlovsky. Kept, he kept moving. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.